This is your life. This is your life. Right now is your life. Life is about right now. Live and live are spelled the same way. In order to live, you must be live. Right now. The past does not equal the future unless you give the past permission. You are the sum total of your dominant thoughts and decisions. Yes, you are. So, a little birdie told me that you have an out of control sexual behavior of some sort. Pornography, masturbation, fanatization, or some kind of unhealthy sexual behavior. A little birdie also told me that it's starting to get the best of you. And it's not okay anymore. That's good news. It not being okay. Because that's the beginning of how you can change it. We're going to have an adult, grown folk conversation about behaviors, attitudes, decisions, choices, actions to become healthy. Becoming healthy is a journey. It's not a one and none. It's not like this sexual addiction BS that you do where you just get all excited, you do this, and then you blast one. Now, it requires a lot more work than that. It's strategic. It's taking steps. It's reflection. It's looking inside. It's being introspective. It's deciding that you want a better life for yourself. That's what this is about. My name is Joseph F. Price. They call me Joey P. I'm going to be your host in this journey. I'm going to be your partner in this dance. We're going to do this together. We're going to become better people together. You are going to have sexual mastery. You are going to have mastery in your life. Yes, you are. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be somebody that you can be proud of. You're going to be somebody that even your mama can be proud. But it's not going to come free. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to do some reflection. I'm going to give you some tools. I'm not going to do it all on my own. I'll bring some guests. They'll give you the good stuff. But here's what you got to do. Take this as a journey, a journey that you get better each and every day, a journey that we don't stop until we figured out how to do it and we become invincible. Yeah, we can become invincible to our pornography at sexual behaviors and unhealthy other addictions. You just got to understand how it works. You got to understand how your mind is making you its bitch. I know you don't like that language, but you're the bitch of your mind. And so this work that we're going to do, 
It's about neutralizing that and you becoming the victor. You becoming the master. You becoming the man that you're supposed to be. That's what I'm talking about. So if that's something that interests you, if that's something that you want to do, then let's do that together. It ain't a one and done. It's a journey. So let's begin. Yes, good day, everybody. I hope everything's fantastic with you. Everything's fantastic with me on this end. Uh, I will tell you, it's just a little bit early today, um, but it's just one of those things that we have to do in the work that we do. Um, today, I've actually got a special guest with me uh, who stopped by to uh, give us uh, his story and tell us a little bit about um his journey and uh, give us some tips on things that we can do uh, to become better people. And what's neat is that this, uh, this work that we do, this work that I've done over the last three years, um, it's an international job because this pornography and sex addiction does not stop at boundaries. So today uh, it's, it's very special because um, 50 years ago, this wouldn't even happen, um, this particular conversation, right? Uh, and here we are, uh, internationally, I'm talking to somebody from the former Soviet Union, uh, from, I think you pronounce it Latvia, um, speaking with Mr. Al Gertz, he goes by AJ, uh, Janowicz. Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? You can cut your mic back on. Good afternoon, Joseph. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. And thank you so much for uh, stopping by and uh, having an opportunity to share your story with us. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, so how's everything? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's all great. It's a beautiful day in my country, and I really appreciate this opportunity to be here on this podcast with you thank you yeah uh you know on the side what what's the weather like where you are oh it's uh it's actually it's actually very grayish today right i i hope that there will be a sun today but it's very grayish and it has been a snowstorm last night so everything is very white on the ground but it's beautiful and what is the temperature? Oh, it's below zero. It's below okay. zero in my country. Below zero, and you're talking about centigrade and not uh, Fahrenheit like we do in America. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. It's, that's, that's, I did that on purpose uh, because I had already pulled up on my computer. I have this little converter. A lot of times yeah. when I talk to people... From other lands, uh, you know, I tell them my temperature and, you know, we, we yeah, I have to talk uh, normal. But anyway, for everybody, zero is right at freezing. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's freezing here. Yes, sir. So how old, about how old are you if you're scared to tell uh, your age? Well, I will not be scared because I'm currently 23 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're a youngster. Right. I, I didn't I didn't even realize that you were that young, uh, seriously, because the level of maturity 
uh, that you've already that you've always demonstrated. It, it didn't even it didn't even strike me. Uh, as a matter of fact, your age never even came across uh, my mind until just a second ago. So that's pretty neat. So if you will tell me about your upbringing and your story and this and that and how you first got into porn any way that you'd like. Yeah, sure. So I know this is a very sensitive topic and not everyone would be willing to open up, especially publicly, especially with your loved ones, your relatives, including your closest family members. And I completely understand your feelings and, and, and I've been in the same boat. But I love if you ever had a chance to know who is who is uh, Terry Crews, right? He is a very famous influencer, and um, and he was I think he was the first one uh, of celebrities who spoke directly about the problem of pornography, right? That pornography is a problem, and what I love about one of his latest quotes about porn is the more you speak about it, the less influence it has over you. And that's what I experienced myself. That's what I experienced with working with my clients, that the more they talk about this, right, with someone, the less impact that has on their lives. So, but anyways, I started just as, you know, I'm not any different than everyone else. I started with curiosity. It just was that one thing that, you know, I was curious about, about, you know, these beautiful ladies on the screen, on the monitor. Back in the days, it was it was not the videos that caught my eye, but just games, games. And ironically, despite how the internet, you know, tried to block all those adult games from kids by using this, you know, uh, by using these uh, disclaimers or or warnings on the websites that you must be 18 years old to watch this content, you know, it didn't work. So you can still access it. Even if you're a kid, you just need to press the right button. <laughs> right. So it all started with curiosity and I didn't know. Well, I did know that it's bad. Of course, I can't share it with my mom, with my father, what I'm doing, but I didn't know how it, it, it will influence my whole, you know, mentality in the long term. And over the years, I was addicted for pornography for seven years in total, ever since the middle school, right? And I didn't know that it was the main reason why I, you know, was feeling depressed, was feeling lonely, was feeling, you know, trapped in the situations and I and I and I really had a lot of a lot of situations in my early years where I where I felt or I thought I felt depressed and I couldn't find the solutions to the things that were happening in my life but mostly because I tried to you know run away from those things and try to cope all my negative emotions all my feelings by you know just hiding in my room in my bedroom by watching pornography right and that's what 
what most people do. That's why what I hear from most of the people that I coach with, that's what I'm hearing from all the stories in porn recovery groups all the time, that people are just trying to cope their negative emotions, cope their stress, their boredom by watching pornography and masturbating, right? And I wasn't different. I was the same guy, right? I was doing the same, completely the same thing. I mean, it was also the reason why I had difficulty to establish normal relationships with people because, you know, it was something, you know, because of porn, I actually had completely wrong perception of how you can establish relationship with a girlfriend, right, specifically. So I had this wrong mentality, wrong... Uh, awareness if you will that if you have a girlfriend then of course you need to have sex with her right that's the main 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 goal yeah and and i think we would call that like you had a jacked up uh point of view about how you're supposed to interact with women yeah yeah but my whole my whole perception of, of how i can interact with women was completely wrong and because of that I was shy, I was not confident, I was always, you know, uh, try to hide my emotions, try to, you know, express my feelings and always, you know, be more, you know, sensitive, right? Be more sensitive towards different triggers, not only only from other people, but uh, also from events that are happening in my life, right? So that's about my story that's how it all started right and that those were the consequences that uh not many would agree that porn can do you know this kind of damage on you but you you can realize i believe you can realize the real consequences only when you stop consuming this right and you start you know embrace the real life experience that that can open up to you when you just don't, you know, stimulate your brain, your body with so much pleasure, right? That's pretty good. Now, let me ask you, uh, when was your first exposure to pornography? What age? It was, I, it's, it's hard to remember, but I approximately, approximately five, six, eight, nine. Yeah, it was about like six year. Right, and six then years how old. did you stumble into it over somebody else's house or over your house in this trash can? What 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 was well, well it was actually my house. It okay. was actually our parents' house. It was my me and my brother. We were kind of, you know, doing it all together. And that's how it all started. Y'all were doing it all together. Did, does that mean that y'all were watching porn and then y'all were doing it all together or just watching porn? <laughs> I, I mean, you I mean, you said doing it all together, so I had to say that. I think yeah. I know what you mean, but uh, because yeah. the masturbation so, part usually advances after a whole bunch of watching porn. Is that what yeah. happened to you? Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. Um uh, we didn't did it together specifically. He, he was just I know that. the person who got me into it mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, I didn't necessarily uh, had a desire to do it with him, 
I was more of the. Oh know, no, no, I know that. I was just joking. Yeah, I, I got that. I got that. <laughs> yeah, I got that. But anyway, so yes. That was about what age? I, I get confused with. You said six years old. Six it was about old. six years old. All right. Yeah. So that was the first exposure, and then when did it become regular exposure? What age was that? It was not immediate. That's what I can tell for sure. It was not something that happened like immediately. I started to look at porn over and over again. No. It was something that that became a problem, you can call that, when I was in the in the early stage of my puberty, right? So in you the, say like about 14, I, 13, 12? I would say 12. Mm -hmm. When I was 12 years old, when I started to get all these, you know, hormones. Uh, uh, and... Yeah, that was the moment when I felt the most arches to go and look for something like that, right? And that's when it all started, right? More consistency with more curiosity and intensity, right? So, yeah. Did you ever get into any intense porn, like illegal porn, uh, chat girls, gooning, any, 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 any extreme graduations i don't think if you can share this <laughs> okay well then then but, but, then, but, then what you can say is that you did get into extreme versions of porn that you choose not to share and i'm i'm fine with that i'm fine with that yeah no need yeah, to share. I understand. yeah but, no but, need uh, to go in places we don't need to go into <laughs> um was that one of the reasons that you like woke up and smelled the coffee and said hey you know this isn't the uh, behavior consistent with who i am and what i want to be actually the funny fact is that it was not the reason you know at the end of the day it was not the reason and i don't think uh, the porn that i watched personally was illegal mm -hmm. in, at, at, uh, at that time specifically well, my, maybe right now it's illegal, but at that time, it, I don't think it was. But uh, the things that I watched personally, right, I can share this uh, freely. It was more, it all started with, you know, uh, how you can call it, the, the, how you can call it, the easy porn mm -hmm. that is not so not so intense yeah we call that they call that vanilla porn i guess yeah yeah, I mean, yeah you know, something like that call it. yeah right some some vanilla porn and then it slowly turned to something more intense more uh, wrong in terms of your belief if you are religious right uh something like incest porn or or something like that like and and i recall that for me the most problem especially when i tried to quit watching porn the most problem for me was quite not regular porn with real people in it but for me was the, the most difficult thing for me was to quit hentai the anim animated porn yeah the, the hentai, hentai. Mm -hmm. Right, because it, it's it's completely right. It, you can't even compare it to normal, regular porn. It's completely different. It has completely different visuals, and it's you know out of this world if if you can sell that. Yeah, right. in, in my world, you know, and and I only said what I said because 
it's this pattern that keeps showing up. Yeah. And so it's like, and it's not anything that like is unexpected. It's like you can expect it because of the fact that we're dousing ourselves with a bunch of neurochemicals and we're not getting enough. So the way that we get enough is we graduate and then we have to keep, it's an endless cycle, but it goes in steps. So I always ask people like, you know, how did it graduate? Because it's always going to graduate. Yeah. Fortunately, for most people, it doesn't graduate into questionable behavior and things that could get you in trouble. But like you said, I mean, you you even, you know, and, and we're not trying to go too hard there, but you even said that, you know, you weren't too many steps from something that really could get you in trouble. So, uh, and that's what happens. And, and I tell you, as I listen to your story, it, it, it's just marvelous because it's a classic porn addicted man's story. And like, when you listen to this again, cause like you're telling it, so you can't really hear it as well as I can. When you listen to this, this is like the class. I mean, I've never even heard a classic story like this, not only because of the fact that you're telling it, but also you're telling it specifically where you're identifying critical parts in the story. So yeah, I I really appreciate that. So tell me about, I call it the day of reckoning. What was the day of reckoning? Hey, <laughs> I can't do this no more. This is killing me. What, what was that day? What was that like? And what did you do? Yeah, it's a very good question. And for me, to be honest, I was always, I grew up personally in a, you know, quite religious environment, right? Mm-hmm. My father was a Christian. Well, not like a Christian, but more like a. He went to Catholic church. My grandma was Catholic, and we were quite religious. But stop uh, for a second. Stop for a second. Uh, for y'all in America, that's Catholic. Yeah. But uh, um, I like the way he says it. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> right. So forgive me if I am spelling something that you don't understand. <laughs> but but anyways, so I grew up in this religious environment and I knew that it's bad, but I didn't care at a certain age after certain things happened in my life. And I recall that the first uh, red, 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 flags. Color, red flags, yeah, mm-hmm. for me was... Uh, First of all, my first relationships with women, right, were, as I mentioned in the beginning, I, 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 search, I was searching for in, intimacy specifically. I couldn't create that normal connection with women mm-hmm. because I was seeking that intimacy. And I remember I had this one amazing, amazing, amazing girl with good intentions. She was, you know... At that point, I believe she was, you know, the queen of my life. But because I had the wrong mindset, I couldn't 
maintain the relationship and soon they just broke up because I was focusing on one thing, right? I, I couldn't help myself, right? And, and she spotted that, that you know what, this guy is not serious. He's just, you know, wanting this one thing. He's not serious. He's not about, you know, building, you know, good long-term relationship. He's just one one thing, right? And I had many, many situations like that. And, uh, but it still wasn't enough for me, you know, it was still wasn't enough. And the thing, when I choose to create a change, was actually, it was not a woman, but it was actually a choice to do self-development. I was introduced to one amazing book that's called, I believe, maybe you heard of it, maybe you didn't. It's called Robert Kiyosaki, Think and Grow Rich book. Well, it's Napoleon Hill, but uh, I, I know you're oh, mixing your no, no, authors no. up. <laughs> that's fine. No, 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 no. It's the same. Yeah, you know, that, that's the wrong you, book. That's the wrong you, book. You just read so many books that, uh, you know. Yeah, so many books. Chap- my mind is It was, it was chapter 13. Names. It, it, right. I think it was chapter 13 where he talks about sex transmutation. Yeah, as well. Yeah. As well as that. But the first book that I got introduced was the Robert Kiyosaki Reach that and pour that, right? I remember okay. that. And I remember I was reading that book, and that book changed my whole perception of how you can, you know, look at things in life, especially in terms of your own self-personal growth, in terms of how you can deal with uh, your finances, and how you can create your own future. So at that moment, I made a decision that I need to do the same thing. And I realized that the only thing that is holding me back was, you know, this obsession with pornography because I was wasting a lot of time. I was wasting a lot of time. And because I was indulging into it over and over and over again, you know, I couldn't think clearly because my mind was just filled with all these sexual images, with sexual, you know, uh, memories of all, those, of all those things that I watched. And it was very tough journey to get rid of those things because when you are on recovery process, you know, the first 30 days is the most difficult part of the journey because you continuously will get those porn flashbacks and the things that you watched. And I had to go through that. And at that moment, I realized, right, that it's a problem. It is a real problem. Of course, I couldn't quit pornography at, uh, at the first time. But I started to, you know, treat this very, very seriously. And, and I started to look at medicine forums, what they are speaking about it, why they are talking about it. I started to look up for some uh, some uh, websites, some blog posts about how you can do this, how, you, how your mind works. And that was the first time I got introduced to this uh, movement called NoFap, mm-hmm. right? And that's when things got really, really serious. That's that was, but but the major, again, right. Returning back to the question, the major part for me to make that decision that I need to change was that I realized that there is something more for me, and I will not be able to get it 
if I will continue, you know, being the same person as I used to be. Because I realized that, you know, this activity will not help me to get where I want to get. Right? This activity will not help me. And I know for different people, it's different, right? Because I'm working more with families. I'm working with men who want to save their relationship with their wife and and and, uh, and create that lifestyle to make to sustain their happy family future. And that that is very very huge motivation for many men with pornography because they don't want to you know ruin their relationship. They don't want to ruin their family, right? And that is major motivation for me because I had. I know what it's like. I know what it's like when you have a family member that becomes addicted to something and that, that starts to, you know, neglect you, your kids, your your uh, your mom, right? And it completely turns from a great, great dad figure to a complete mess, right? So I know what it feels like. So I don't want other people to experience the same thing. So that's why I'm helping families specifically. You know, one of the things that you actually said, which really ties into what has to happen in order for somebody to recover, which in fact did happen for you, is that you realized that there was more. You realized that you can't be the same person and get more. And, you know, one of the things that has to happen in this journey is that a person has to grow up from being a person that does porn jerks off in front of pictures. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be a person that grows out of a person that has an identity that thinks that's something you do jerking off at pictures. And, you know, I'm going to leave my opinion about that to the side because it's not helpful, but like you have to grow out of, uh, somebody that does that and and that's what you actually said you can't be the same person then that's the same as an identity shift which has to happen and if we want to be biblical first corinthians 13 at the bottom of the page says <laughs> when you were a child you did childish things you're an adult now you can't do childish things anymore and that's what has to happen. You have to you have to grow out of it, and that's exactly um, what you did. Yeah. So after you did that, what made you decide that you wanted to serve other people and help other people? What 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 what, what what's that all about? Oh, that's that's another great question because uh, I don't think many people who are addicted or who were addicted would be willing to do this publicly (laughs) and again to share with everyone and to help everyone so the reason why i choose to become someone who helps other men right to 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 save their families and relationship was actually because again of the same book right of the same self-development book i was starting to self-develop myself i started to uh to really involve in self-education right at that moment i was uh, graduating from college and i was trying to uh, create different business models that wasn't working for me right so i was trying to do a lot of things including self-development 
And at that time, I was struggling to quit pornography, which is mm, also... And, and, and let me jump in right here. See, yeah, something yeah. that uh, needs to be addressed because it's something you did. Yeah, sure. Was not only do you grow up, but you have to become a bigger person so that yeah. you can hold the good stuff. Like, like you know, they don't put good stuff in small vessels. So you have to grow and expand so, so that you can become a vessel that holds good stuff. And exactly. then it's out of that that the good stuff in you can manifest itself outside of you. Yes. Isn't it interesting? Like your outside world is always a reflection of your inside world. Yes. That is very interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. It's but grown folk talk. Like everybody doesn't want to, you know, they don't want to like, eh, they don't want to like get that. What you see is what's in here. Yes. And when this changes, that's going to change too. And so if you want that to change, don't worry about changing that. You change this. And that will always change. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. I mean, like, this is a, an incredible interview. Excuse me. Back to some of the things that you talked about are so, I don't know, uh, characteristic of, of, of porn users. Hiding in the bedroom, no connection. Right. Depression. Right. You know, we're depressed because we keep flooding ourselves with neurochemicals and we've biojacked ourselves. So when we don't when we don't have that consistent set of neurochemicals, we get depressed. Yeah. When our body even though we've been providing it the same amount of neurochemicals when our body says, hey, we want more. Give me more. We need more. We get sad. Yeah. Get angry, want to throw phones across the room and so forth. Yeah. And that is exactly what happens, right? When you're consuming something that gives you so high amounts of pleasure in terms of dopamine, right? You just feel bad when you just don't get it mm -hmm. right or all, all, all the regular stuff like you know sunny day uh, uh funny movie your your cat your your relationship it just doesn't feel the same way and that's why you feel like oh i just doesn't feel good anymore right why because you just consumed too much of that high amounts of dopamine and, and when you do that unconsistently when you do that on a consistent basis that's when you can get depressed, when you just stop consuming it. But guess what? That's is exactly what you need to go through if you want to really embrace the real life and enjoy the real life, the real relationships, right? And you know, one of the things you also talked about is you, you talked... Excuse me. You talked about personal development. Yes. You talked about becoming a better person. And by the way, I think I saw in your background, is it Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within? Is that in your oh, background? Actually, or is it Tony Robbins? Uh, wh which one is it? It's one of those. Anyway, I read yeah, it. Is. It's Awaken the Giant. Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite books. Yeah. Yeah. He comes out, he comes out the gate pretty serious. 
Yeah. It is. Yeah. Right. And uh, one of the things that he talks about, and I don't know if you talk about this with your clients or if you've identified this, but in uh, some of the stuff that Tony Robbins does, he talks about uh, meeting human needs, six human needs, certainty, uncertainty, significance, connection, growth, and contribution. And what we find is that people who use porn, porn is, is it's, a, um, it's a way that they fulfill meeting needs meeting the need for connection meeting the need for significance yeah. meeting the need for control meeting the need uh, i guess contribution because they there's some donations going on if you <laughs> if you know what i'm saying um but yeah that's what was your need that you found that you were meeting with porn i believe it was the need for love and connection I believe. Honestly, if you look up for it, you can find that, you know, there, there are many needs that can be met by porn, including love and connection. But yes, I, I love this analogy and I love what Tony Robbins is doing because he is explaining this in a very, very simple way that, that can relate to everyone. That can relate to everyone. And I'm doing the same thing in my program. I'm using his methodology i'm also bringing up the the maslow's hierarchy of human needs mm -hmm. right right so and yeah you, you can't when you are moving away from this addiction you can't do it by masking you know by skipping the steps of this of these human needs right because if you will look up for Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, then there are specific steps of the pyramid that must be met right before you move forward. Yeah. And yeah. it's very, very exciting if you, if you dive into it. So, uh, what else do you want us to know? What one thing is it that you want us to know? If yeah, no one heard so, anything that we've been talking about for the last couple minutes here, what one thing? Yes. So the, the major thing that I really want to point out is that, you know, you can learn a lot of things. You can learn why porn is bad, why it's not good for you, for your family, for your health, for your future. You can learn a lot of things, how you can get rid of porn of your life. You can learn, you know, you can read these books, you can watch guys like us, right? And uh, yes, here it is, right? Hierarchy of human needs. You can do a lot of things. You can learn a lot of information, but the thing that helped for me, and I always, always bring this up in uh, when, I, when I'm working with people, is that nothing of this will wor ever work nothing of this will ever help you to ignore the temptation ignore the urges and recover completely if you don't have the compelling future and if you don't know what what you are going for you will not be able to make it because you will always have this excuse that you know what porn gives you much more pleasure than you can get from uh, from 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 what you're doing on a consistent basis right 
all the workouts you do, all the self-education you do, it just doesn't matter, right? Because, you know, that's not so comfortable than just watching porn, <laughs> right? So, and that's what I did, right? I started to self-educate myself. I started to build businesses and I joined coaching program, right? That eventually inspired me and gave me this compelling future that, you know what? I, I want to do the same thing that made me really realize that, you know what? I want to do the same thing. I want to help people change their lives by changing their minds and the way they think, the way they observe the world, how they make decisions, how they think about things, right? That really inspired me and that gave me my compelling future that eventually, eventually helped me quit pornography for good, right? Because I had this basic knowledge, basis of the knowledge, how I can quit pornography. But I didn't have this compelling future that I'm moving towards to. Right? And if you read Tony Robbins, he's always talking about, you know, uh, never ending, consistent, never ending improvement. Constant, right? never ending improvement. Yes. Constant, constant never ending improvement. Kaizen is the, uh, I think it's a Japanese word for that. Continuously yes. improving. Uh, yeah, it was funny that uh, you had mentioned that uh, games got you, which is interesting, that games yeah. kind of pulled you in, that there was kind of pornographic games. Yeah. I'm, and by the way, know. game game uh, devices, I believe that's like 20, 30% of uh, pornography is actually accessed through gaming devices. Did you access any pornography through your gaming device, by the way? Well, it depends. Or did you, you didn't know how? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I didn't just know how, right? That was the first time. And, you know, for kids, right? It's, it was much more easier to access porn games than actually go and look for videos, right? Because at that time, there was no such thing as YouTube. Mm -hmm. There was nothing like YouTube. Right, and you didn't. I didn't even know that you can watch something on, on on the internet, right? So the games was the thing, right? And when you realize, oh, there are games like this, then that's that was the first <laughs> first red flag. Now, this next, this is probably my last question. This, this one actually is gonna put you on the spot, but it, it's actually something I want somebody else to talk about other than me. So we're both Christians, and uh, we both have Jesus Christ as our Savior. Uh, we both were uh, blatantly, uh, how should we say it, disobedient when we were uh, uh, drowning in such sin. But uh, what do you have to say to Christian men that think that they can pray their way out of a sex addiction? What do I think about it? Yeah. You see, I would say it's prayer itself is a very, very, very powerful tool. And the fact that you have this baseline of belief, you have this baseline of values, it's very, it's very, it's very important because you have a, you have standards, mm -hmm. right? you have standards that are holding you, holding your whole life. But the thing is, when it comes to 
addiction. You must understand that your flesh, you know, it doesn't really work the way your spirit does, right? And while you are educating your spirit by reading the Bible, by praying, right, your flesh, you know, it operates from how it works, right? From from the standard points of the flesh. And that's that that was exactly what was confusing for me. Because I also I also thought that, you know what, if I can just stop watching porn, I will be able to get rid of it. But the reality is it's not that simple, right? Because you still crave it no matter what. And I had to go through this journey, which by the way was two years. I had to go through two years of consistent failures, when I finally realized that, you know what? I cannot control my flesh, right? My flesh is operating by its own standards and I had to figure out how it's working so I can use that knowledge, right? And create a specific a strategy to, you know what? That, that is not based on magic, that is not based on, uh, on religion, but it's based on specific you know, logical, uh, iron, you know, uh, just, uh, I could say, the pillars of knowledge, whatever, right? If you, if you really realize how your body works, right, you, you will realize that, you know, it's not that hard. You just need to control yourself. You just need to be aware of this knowledge. You just need to be aware of, of, of the the triggers, they can trigger you and you have no control over it, right? Because it's part of our nature. It's part of our instinct that, that it was built in us. Why? How? Right? Bible don't really go into details on how that all happened, right? Mm -hmm. but, but that's a fact. It's how we operate. And uh, if you just pray, that okay, that's cool, but you need to know the basics. You need to understand how your body works so you can help yourself through the prayer and be aware that, you know what? I know I need. I don't need to do this. I know I don't need to do that. And I will be good, right? So that's kind of my answer, right? That prayers are powerful and I use them myself every single day, but it's not enough, right? It's not enough. You still need compelling future you still need the basic knowledge of how your mind, how your body operates. That takes some guts to say that prayer isn't enough. You know that, right? And yes. and it isn't enough. I'm yes. telling you, it isn't enough. So I, I'm 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 saying the same thing. But I'm just telling you, it took you some guts to say that prayer isn't enough. Yes, because it's yes. true. Yeah, and I'm sorry if it's you know, uh, if it's not comfortable for you to hear that prayer isn't enough. On this? This this is something that, you know, I hear from my pastor all the time, right? Maybe I got something from him, right? Definitely. But he's telling the same thing all the time. If you just pray without knowing what you pray about, right? If you're just praying to God that, you know, give me this, give me this, give me that. And you don't do, right, what your God is preparing you for, right? You're just waiting for magic to happen. It will not happen because you're not doing the things that you were supposed to do so God can help you, right, at the moments of weakness. So that's what I've been going through. 
that's what I've been using. And, and, and this realization was the most, the, the pivot point of my recovery when I really understood and I implemented everything. I combined everything, the basic knowledge with the prayer, with the, you know, with the help of God, right? So, yes. Thank you. I mean, that's a that's a tough one, and, and you know it's it's a tough one to deal with uh, yeah. with people. And I just wanted somebody else to say what I was going to say because that's pretty much what what I would say. And it's it's very difficult sometimes, and it's also frustrating uh, to see somebody go in circles and just pray and expect God to fix it. Uh, cause you know, he wasn't around, you didn't have God all there when you were, do when the person was doing all that porn and jerking and now all of a sudden, oh, they don't need to talk to Joe Price. They don't need to talk to AJ. All they need to do is just sit yeah. around and pray for the next five years and then keep doing the same thing. If not worse, because yeah. I see it all the time. It's, it just keeps going down and down and down and down. And then. Uh, this is the last question. Talk to us about like, after you stop doing porn, like there's a disruption in your system and how do you prepare for that? I mean, that's a hard time. And like, if you're not ready for that, it's very easy. That's part of why people rinse and repeat, uh, in the addictive cycle is that they're not ready for that war that's coming at them when they stop. How do you prepare for that? Yeah. Oh, one thing I would definitely encourage people to do is just try it, <laughs> right? Because if you will have, you know, if you will know everything that you need to go through, all the struggles, all the downfalls, if you will know all of that, you might not even take the action, right? That's the, that's the real reality, right? Okay. But if you will understand, okay, why am I doing this? Why do I need that in the first place, right? If you will understand at least that basic, right, realization of what's your compelling future, why you need to do this, then, you know, all the rest, all the answers will come to you, right? Yeah, that that's what I like thing. to always teach people yeah. is like prepare yourself to be able to respond, because yeah. that's what life wants you to do. It wants you to respond. You don't have to prepare for every little war that's going to come. Yeah. You just need to be able to respond to the wars when they come. Yeah, exactly. All right, sir. Anything final? Any pardon words? Anything else that you want to say? I, you know, I've done like, uh, I don't know, a hundred interviews in, in life. And, and for some reason, this 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 one uh, is going to be high up there. Uh, I think that you you really delivered a, a great story. I think you allowed people to get into the life of uh, someone that is struggling with porn addiction. And I also think that you have allowed the person to get into the life of someone that recovers and, and, and what it takes to, to do that. And I, I think that you've done that better actually than I've ever heard it done. So uh, kudos to you. Now I've heard a lot of stories and, and I don't think anybody has done it so well. So um, I, I just got to give you credit where it's due. 
So uh, how would we get in contact with you? How can we keep in, uh, in, in relationship with you, sir? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram or on, or on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Just type my name, Algir Tsianulis, and you will find me. Definitely, you will see my face. You can you can <laughs> you can find me. But yeah, the the one thing that I want to mention at the end is that you know, no matter what happens, right? Just remember why are you doing this? Right? Just just focus on why are you doing this. Right? Find that one motivation that is keeping you on the track right and, and as i already said you will find the answers you will find the answers you will you know you, you will know where to look at who to ask you will know all of that but if you're struggling right just don't give up on yourself because you know right you know that it's worth it no matter what other people are saying right because you again if this is relating to you this is something that you can relate to all this talk then you know that it's worth it and you know what it does to your life to your mindset to your relationships so don't give up on yourself right and keep trying to become better what an interview wow <laughs> aj algerts yanowich thank you sir i, I really do appreciate uh, you coming by and given us your story uh it's very magnificent i'm sure we'll be doing some more work together and uh, i'll invite you back and like i said uh, when uh, you do your first podcast and get that started uh, i'll be around and all right jesse thanks for having me yes sir so until next time folks take one step at a time this is a journey it's not a marathon. You don't get any second instant replays. It's real life. You get second chances, but you don't get instant replays. Each day is a, is a game, if you will. A game in a large series called life. And I think your objective is a victorious life. And a victorious life is achieved the same way you build a building. One brick at a time, perfectly placed. So I've said it before, it's not every move that counts. They all count. Make your next move count the most. Make your next move right so it does count the most. And until next time, drive with care and walk with caution. You matter. You're enough. And you got this. You got this. You just have to live. L-I-V-E. And that means right now. To live. To be live. And right now. To be live enough. To make today. Better than yesterday. And make tomorrow. Better than today. We'll see you next time. God bless you.